What's up, my chaotic crew? Bentley Michaels here. Hey, we announced our winner for the hashtag CA giveaway with our friend Tabletop Crafter. Next week, we're going to be giving you information. If you want to get 15% off on an order, we're going to give you that sweet, sweet promo code so you can do that. They've got, you know, great stuff. They've got dice. They've got bags. We can, you know, get messages on the bags. You know, there's personalization here, people. Also, Thank you all very much for the iTunes reviews and everything else. Um, I'm going to read a review right now. So here we go. This is from Aunt Delvec. The story kicks off in such a unique way that it pulls you right in. I really enjoyed how diverse everyone's characters and how well each person played them. On top of that, all the audio sounds very professional from the very beginning. Looking forward to a deep dive on this one. Well, thank you very, very, very much. And please, if you want yours read on the air, just leave a review on iTunes. We're checking it, Chaotic Crew. Now, music! In a vast landscape full of adventurers, you are now listening to the world of Chaotic Amateurs. And welcome back to Chaotic Amateurs, D&D's number one 5 play podcast. So this is I, Bentley Michaels. I'm your host for season two. And DM, and to my right, I've got... Caleb is Yamhorn Doril. Rhett is Durak Dragon's Bane. Milo's Rin. And last time, oh, Paleus go bye-bye. <laughs> and uh, the guys don't know where he went, and uh, they ditched him. But they did, after you know, Durak sweetly got his money taken from him, Yamhorn comes through in a pinch, got those perception checks, yeah. give me my money back, and um, gave the old boot in the bottom to that guy and said, hey, get out of here, kid. And uh, and then they made their way up to Slatebrook Manor. Ren coming in hot with the Natty 20, noticing what he thought was the outline, holding a wine glass, of Lord Slatebrook in the northwestern tower in the back of the manor. Charles was there, you know, taking him through. Uh, they, they went through this palatial estate, noticing so many more things uh, now that it's nighttime. And um, they got into the new, uh, the new big ballroom. Oh, new by, you know. Who knows? You know, newer, newer than the castle itself. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, they're in there. See, Ren talked to Franck Monsiel, who I was trying to do a French uh, Professor Snape uh, voice for, and I couldn't find it, but we'll keep trying if uh, Ren <laughs> finds him again and tries to proselytize even more. Um, and then uh, uh, Yamhorn, noticing a tapestry that just seemed to move, goes over there. And uh, 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 Slatebrook Varkum comes up. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Got my arm around your shoulder. Let's go over and talk to all these peeps. They find Durok. They're in a little circle of people here on the uh, the west side of the table. Ren just standing below people, looking at people's shins and ankles and stuff on the eastern side of this uh, beautiful room. And uh, that is where we left you all. Now I'm going to uh, bring back up the mood. And uh, we are now in this, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to take it down because I said I was going to look something up. I want to know how big a basketball court is. Oh, yeah. 
How big is a basketball? 80 court? feet long. One half of a football field. Uh, basketball court is 94 feet long and 50 feet wide. So we'll say, we'll say for easy, easier math, 100 by 50. Sounds good. So, 100. Chart on the whiteboard. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you right now. Macho Man Randy Savage coming at you. Okay. Now we're back in it. Oh, we're in this beautiful ballroom. Uh, Durock. Slatebrook is over there regaling people of, you know, rich people's stories, and everybody is just like, ha, 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 ha. And he's got his right arm around Yamhorn, like, looking at him a little too expected, like, laugh at my stories, Yamhorn. And uh, uh, Ren is, like I said, on the eastern side of the table. No one can see him. And we now have... The Adventure Beginning. <laughs> and that's when I said... <laughs> no... She got it from me. <laughs> and he slaps her back really hard. And then like brings you in like a little closer. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> oh, Yamhorn, tell me a tale. Tell me a tale. Uh, well, there was this one time I was at Ale for Sale and uh, me and my friends tried to play some music and it didn't go so well. And oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah. you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> It was pretty bad, and they hated us, and we left. Oh, were you booed off the stage? Pretty much. <laughs> we got stuff thrown at us. And there was this girl named Tammy, and or wait, Tammy? I think her name was Tammy. And yeah, it was hilar hilarious. I, I'm going to go get another drink. Oh, no. He, he holds you close, and he <laughs> like snaps his fingers, and the person with the drinks comes over. Please pick anything you like, and he, with his left hand, is swirling his wine and just. <laughs> what can I ask? What are you drinking? Oh, this is a, uh, this is an older Merlot. It's very rich, very deep. Can I have one? One, well, you can ask uh, somebody to get you one, of course. Uh, uh, you cannot drink mine. That would be rude <laughs> and weird. <laughs> I thought we were friends. Oh, sorry. That was a little presumptuous, <laughs> judging by the look on your face. You share drinks with your friends often. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's a, it's a sign of trust, you hmm. know? Um, you know, uh... He snaps. He's like, he's like a red for my friend Yamhorn here. Thank you. Durok. Too generous. Yes. Any tales from you? Hmm. I have many tales. Oh, excellent. And Please. I, I lean in and I whisper to... Um, Slatebrook. Slatebrook, thank you. I was going to say Lord Valkram. Or Varkum. Varkum. Uh, and say, you better you better buckle in. This oh. guy's pretty long-winded. Oh. <laughs> well, as long as the tale is told correctly, I'm on. Oh. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I I begin a story, just uh, retelling some old army stories. Okay. Back in the day, and uh, tell a story about uh, like a time that, well, me and my my company, my company and I were ambushed. Well, 
Not uh, before we had a chance of availing ourselves on their captured whiskey from the battle before. Oh my god. Let me tell you. An extended combat action while drunk on whiskey. Ugh. I lean over and whisper, I'm not sure what's happening. Does, they, does it get better? Probably not. Do you oh. want to just go find someone else? Let's go. No, no. Let's find let's, Red. No, let's stay here and f- please finish your tale. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's that was kind of the setup and the punchline all at once. Dear God. Yeah, I mean, they say that you should never drink on the job anyways. And <laughs> well, they're right, but not for the reasons that you'd expect. Durak, why don't you tell the one about, uh, um, you know, the whole dragon egg? Oh, the dragon egg. You remember that one? What is this dragon egg? What is it? And he brings you in closer and he's like, Yamon. The Go. one that we... The- oh, right. The made-up dragon egg that... No, this is... He's right. This is a good one. Um, yeah. So, there was a dragon egg. Mm. And it turns out it was it was fake. See, it had a golden a golden keyhole in it. But they couldn't tell. Never heard of a dragon egg with a keyhole. In it. Well, that's why it's the dead giveaway that it's a fake. Oh, right. And the story goes that they sent the king sent out his bravest adventurers to find the golden key for the golden keyhole. And when they finally found the key, they put it in, turned it, and it farted in his face. The egg. Yeah, it's a Farted in the king's face. Yeah. Durak, I don't know what you're doing. It's a made up. It's it's another story. You're you're embarrassing me in front of my new best friend. Oh, now come now. Don't embarrass Yarmhorn. You've got some better tales. Come on. Surely, Durak, a man of your standing has more tales to tell than this. Please, regale your audience. How about uh, that time that we met those guys on the path uh, and you uh, did, what was it called, the Bulgurum? Yeah. What about that one? The Bulgurum. Like the city. Yeah, exactly like the city, yeah. That's just the name of the move. I mean, the move isn't exactly like a city where people live. No, the, sure. it's, it's a move in a fight, but yeah. It's a move. Yeah. You know, technique. <laughs> yes, I understand. It, it's like is, pulling it, teeth. Is, is that it? Well, so it involves a high-speed uh, carriage chase. Okay. And you see, the Bulgurum can only be performed... From a high-speed carriage. And if you're being pursued by highwaymen on horseback... Okay. You see, you can jump from the carriage onto their horse. Oh, now that is a long jump. It was, yeah. It was about 30 feet. Wow. How did you make such a jump? Well, this right here. It's my ring of jumping. Oh, a ring of jumping. I should have guessed, of course. You don't look like a jewelryman. Not at all. And I take that as a compliment. Well, thank you. Then it is received in the manner that it was given. 
So you jumped from a moving carriage onto a man's horse and then did what? And then I, I beat that guy up, yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what? Uh, I mean, that's the extent of the Bulgurum. Durak, you look like you need your ale fill refilled, maybe. Again? Yeah. <laughs> I think he just did that? Yeah. Let's see here. Let me, let me roll Ren's dice. With an 18, Ren has made his way over and has found you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Like, Ren, uh, we see Ren kind of, like, waddle into the circle. He's like, ah, Master Ren, welcome. I was just telling him about, you know, the Bulgurum. You were there. It was a good move. Oh, yeah, the Bulgurum. That was that was quite a jump you made. Uh, feat of strength if I've ever seen one. And and cunning and skill. You were there as well. Yes, of course. Interesting. It was Ren's idea that I jump. Hmm. Ren and Friends has been on many adventures. Oh, wow. Ren and Friends. Who came up with that name? I think it was me, actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There actually was a song, too, that you made. You remember that song? It was really good. You should sing it to him. I don't remember a song, Yamor. Oh, come on. You sure? Sure you do. If you remember it, you sing it. I don't. That's why I'm asking you. You seem like Come the on. type that would make some sort of rock and roll jaunty 80s tune out of a theme. I don't even know what the 80s are. Hmm. Interesting. Well then, I guess music is not your forte. You don't want to give it a try? Speak for yourself. Right, well, Rhythm, it's born into the dwarves' blood. That's why we talk the way we do. We build things the way we do. Yeah, you guys... You and guys don't know about I, music. I cut off. I cut him off, and I say, "Okay, here's an adventure for you." So I was on this boat, right? This oh. one's stupid. You weren't there. You don't even. I haven't really told you this. I was on this boat, chained, with a whole bunch of people. Okay, that sounds uh, intriguing. Yeah, it was. It was pretty harrowing. Mm. And so, anyway, I get free, and we make friends with this other prisoner. And uh, we try to commandeer the boat, right? Uh, it doesn't go so well uh, because another boat starts attacking our boat. And we're like, what the heck? What's, what's with all these boats attacking other boats? And we didn't really know who was the good guy, who was the bad guy kind of a thing. And so mm -hmm. uh, anyway, our boat ended up sinking. So we had to hop on to the other boat. The guy that we were with ended up getting shot oh. and dying. No. And he gives me and my my uh, my best friend, rest in peace, Lanston. Did he oh, die then as well? Uh, uh, it's complicated. Okay. Um, so he gives him a little vial, some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I I didn't know what it was for, but anyway, we we end up making landfall. Turns out there's this plague going around. Oh, you're talking about up in Bravik? Yeah. Uh, Not more than a, a year ago. Do you, have you heard of the Wild Stallions? But of course, Lanston Phillyduke, is this who you refer to? Yeah, I'm one of the Wild Stallions. Oh, Yamhorn. That, that, was, that was my group before Ren and Friends. You're that Yamhorn. I am. Really? Are the Wild Stallions that great? Hey. Well, they saved an entire landmass. One of them heroically sacrificing themselves. They have a parade in his honor to this day. It's... Really, rather There's remarkable. There's a statue. I can't believe you haven't seen the statue. What, when we get done with this whole dragon nonsense, we'll go back and I'll show you the statue. Dragon nonsense. 
dragons. Now, that is the second time you've mentioned a dragon. See, I think dragons are a little bit more exciting than a little cough over in Bravik. Okay, your idea of, it, of an adventure was an egg farting in a king's face. It was a made-up story that you believed, Yamhorn. It was no, a metaphor. No. <laughs> At no point did I believe that. Yes, you did. You remember after Ale for Sale, you came back and you wouldn't shut up about a dragon egg lead. And as soon as you said it had a golden keyhole, I knew that the story that that, that bartender told you was garbage. <laughs> You guys, this is one of the most fun dinner parties I've had in forever. Can oh. I can I ask what's yes. what's the purpose of it? Like I I'm grateful to be here. Oh, I'm so happy you asked. I suppose we've been here for what at least an hour at this point. I suppose we could get started. Whoa, wait, <laughs> this is, it hasn't started. Oh, guys, and everything sort of uh, quiets down. And uh, as it all kind of quiets down, uh, Varkum uh, says, All right, everyone, please take your seats. Gents, follow me. Renan, friends, of course, has, you know, a preferred seating. And now he goes up and almost magically, all of a sudden, these chairs just kind of like pop out and a chair is brought in from the entranceway. Very large, obnoxious chair. And he's like, it was... Family heirloom, you know, we were very important. I have to use the chair. And he sits at the northern end of the table, and uh, uh, and then it goes, uh, shortest toss, Ren, Durak, and Yamhorn. And uh, I'll draw you guys on the map. He sits down, and everyone starts to take their seats. You guys may talk amongst yourselves if you like. Oh, God. I hope they don't serve too many salads. Do they serve too many salads at human dinner parties? So well, I, I asked for one, so I hope. One salad at a whole party is enough, young Morn. Uh I talked to a really tall guy. He talked really slow, too. Did he have anything important to say? Or? Uh, not that I could tell. He didn't really want to hear about Hooligan. Oh, well... Maybe we should work on your. Oh, he's all right in my bit. book. <laughs> uh, I would have much rather talked to that guy than Varkum. God, he makes me gag. Did you lead with the Ulagon stuff, or no? I was just making general conversation. Right, and but you have a tendency to lead I, with. I mean, I talked about Yuri because oh, Yuri's okay, my okay. friend who's tall. That's true. And this guy was tall. That's that's true. And it just kind of naturally led into Ulagon. <laughs> As the conversations do. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, uh, can you point him out? Uh, Ren looks up, and you see that he's sitting right across from Durok on the opposite side of the table. Right over there. Oh, and I nervously wave at him. And he's just slowly turns his head to you and very slowly rages at least two caterpillars worth of an eyebrow at you. It's, okay. That's how they measure him in Versburg. Is that it? For, for you? I don't know. Turok, uh, what the heck is with your storytelling tonight? I'm sorry? 
you were supposed to impress him with some big story and I told the one about when I had to fight for several hours while drunk. That wasn't entertaining in any way. <laughs> it's not I wouldn't I wouldn't put it at the same uh level as uh, a historical story. Like that he, he story kills you. in Versburg. We're not in Versburg, Garak. <laughs> Next time you get the stage, you what? Be, you better have, like you have an idea yes, of how I should like, tell my story. No, about what story his, do you think I should tell? Tell us something about dwarven history, like how your grandpa or whatever got the sword made. I don't know, just to start. Fine, because it's a pretty special sword. Yeah. Okay. And sure. it, you know, it was like this race mingling thing that was ended up being great, right? Well, I didn't learn that until later. But yeah. Right. That's pretty spectacular, right? And the whole maybe when we got the sword, how we got the sword. Is that a has is that a good story? Do people want to hear about I would if I didn't know it and wasn't a part of it. What do you think, Ren? I mean Ren <laughs> So Barkham, uh what's what's the next part of uh this party? <laughs> <laughs> and uh everyone now has uh, sort of taken their seats and lord varkham sort of stands up now varkham is a devilishly handsome man he's got slick back dark hair he tonight he's wearing a dark purple shirt that looks to be made of the finest silk he's wearing a tailored jacket that's tight to the waist and then sort of loosens up and flares out slightly near the bottom uh his black pants are almost impossibly dark, as if they were sucking in the light from around them. And he addresses the entire group and says, you know, friends, associates, acquaintances, thank you all for coming to another dinner party on this winter solstice evening. Oh, we always get together in these times to enjoy each other's company. Now we have with us, of course, three, and he points to you folks sitting right here. The heroes of Bulgarum, Redden friends, not mere days ago, were they fighting for Bulgarum, saving it from uh, a dragon. Now, you guys have spoken of dragons once or twice tonight, and it was really remarkable that you would be able to take one on yourself. It's really quite fascinating. A red dragon that has not been seen a thousand, at least a thousand years, if my memory is correct. Zarvog the Red. Very interesting indeed. Very interesting indeed. That he is back. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please, before we get on with the rest of the evening, tonight's entertainment, and a bunch of people come in and start bringing in food. And it's almost as though that they had had every single dish individually prepared for everyone. Ren, you are served, um, you are served, uh, uh, you know, uh, pork belly, uh, apple butter. And it looks really good. And I'm going to roll, and with an 18, you're going to say this is probably one of the top ones that you've seen. As good as mom's. And, uh, you know, 
and uh, it looks it looks that good. And uh, and when you and when you bite into it, let's see. Let's roll for taste. Ooh. But it tastes like garbage. <laughs> Not with a natural twenty, it doesn't. Uh, you would say. The only reason you would say it's not better than your mom's is because you love your mom. But but if there was like some sort of truth potion in you, you'd be like, this is better. <laughs> and only because it's a natural 20. If it was anything else, I wouldn't have, I would just said it, it matches. Um, uh, Duroc laid in front of you is a hearty meal of uh, what looks like, you know, some some roast. You know, some carrots, some potatoes, you know, something that would be sweetly made in a crock pot. And, uh, and, and oddly enough, that's also what's uh, uh, in front of uh, Lord Varkum. Because as you said, you'll have what the master's having. Uh, Yamhorn, you get obnoxiously, an obnoxiously big bowl. Like one that a restaurant would put on for the table. <laughs> and he just gives you and he kind of like smirks at you and like very large, like the tossing things. Yeah. But those are your only utensils and like the bowls about like almost a foot tall. So you're like, you're, he's like, enjoy your salad. I hope it's up to your liking. Yamhorn's happy. <laughs> and the rest of the table, uh, the table is served, you know, whatever meals at the, you know, uh, that they had and, uh, excuse me. And, uh, everyone just starts sort of eating and lightly conversating and, uh, and, uh, you know, Slate, Bro uh, Slate Brook looks at you guys and says, so tell me, what was it like battling with a dragon? Well, I flew. You flew? Yes. Uh, How did you fly? Did I you was uh, given this cape and I kind of sit up and, and fling my cape out around myself. Huh, it looks like a cloak with a hood on it and sleeves, and not so much a cape, but that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. We let him pretend sometimes. <laughs> oh, that he doesn't know what yeah. items are. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Of course. Uh, so, anyway. so, so that's, that's, a, that's a cloak of flying. Uh, I can fly with it. Uh, it's interesting. Made, it's made of dragon scales. Is that what that is? Yeah, uh, you want to feel? And... and he sort of reaches out with a very long, you know, sort of finger and just like goes over and he's like, ooh, I've not felt dragons hiding quite some time. And that's, it's a different feel to that. Willingly given. Yes. Interesting. Do you have anything like this in your collection? Nothing is fine of that, young Master Ren. It's quite an interesting item. Dragon's hide. Black dragon's hide. The dragon of Rosalyn. The same? Interesting. How interesting. Oh. And Durok. You had that very unique sword. Yes. Oh. And you, salad boy. <laughs> <laughs> And you, he, he looks up from his bowl of salad with like lettuce hanging from his board. He's like the shield looks very similar to Ren's cloak as far as hide. It's in fact from the very same dragon. Watch, <gasps> wow! But, but watch this, and I get it to change colors. 
You do. And it's back to black. <laughs> very impressive, Yomho. Right? Very impressive. Even with the sound effects. So many magical items. And you're coming to me looking for items. Are you collectors or, or why? We're, we've got kind of a task. A task, you say? Yeah. A responsibility. Maybe. Responsibility. And where is your other friend? I thought he wanted a big, a big turkey leg, something almost as big as his head, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Now, did we come with somebody before? We did. Uh, he was supposed to be here. Oh, I was what? hoping we could He didn't want a free dinner. I was hoping we could gaslight him, young horned. <laughs> oh, did you guys break up? Not, not we, officially. We it's yeah. complicated. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. He, look, he was gone when we were making our dinner. Huh? He's it's, done this before. He he, he has stuff with time. Yeah. Time, you that's say? A good, that's a good. He's a lot like the Doctor in Doctor Who. But you don't know what the eighties are. <laughs> <laughs> the what? <laughs> time, you say? He's known for. Traveling in time. He is a time traveler. Well, that's very dangerous. Not by. We have traveled in time as well. Yeah. You have traveled in time. That's that's actually how we got to fight this dragon, this red dragon. Really? Well, do tell. This is a story I am very interested in. Well, Ren, so uh, Peleus uh, took us to this island, and we met this druid. And a druid, oh, aren't they fantastic? He was he was kind of a weird guy, but we we took care of him. Uh, uh, he was he was pretty much just doing his job. Oh, trying to protect uh, the very things you see us wearing right now. Oh, he gave you those items. Well, he, not not him. No. Oh, uh, we were. We were led to him uh, onto a path that led us to uh, the dragon Isildra. In in Indrail. In Indrail. Ah. <laughs> Who uh, was able to uh, give us these items uh, freely from her brother. Interesting. And you all got items from a dragon. Uh, not me. Not you. Well, you've already got the the sword, right? It didn't come from a dragon, though. No, no, it did not. History serves. It was forged to kill Zarvog, though, correct? Yes, correct. How interesting. So you all are holding... And let me guess. From what you said earlier... You want Sid's set sword. So that's what you have then? Uh, I'm asking you. I I want to do a, lady like a history, a history check or, or a kana or something to see if I know the details of the sword or a story about the sword. Uh, I don't believe you do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's her I, name, Sid set Lady of the Yellow. Yeah. I, re- I remember that, but but the sword specifically, I, I was just 
hoping that maybe I knew something about it. You probably are the most likely to know something about it. Yep. Me? Know all about it. Or Duroc. Sorry, I was well, <laughs> definitely you, me. but but out of the three of us, Duroc would probably... Uh, I don't believe Duroc has this information. None of you have been given it uh, besides what Browernick uh, told you. There was a possibility that this guy had collected the sword. Okay. If I'm going back and reading my notes here. Um, yeah, Boglate sits at Lady of the Yellow. Uh, her sword... And it's believed that Lord Valcom's, Val, Varkum Slatebrook, in his vast collection, um, has uh, has the sword. Okay. I forgot we were looking for a sword. <laughs> I, I don't know that we knew specifically it was a sword. I just knew that he maybe had items of that dragon. Yeah. So this is the first time. Well, if that's the only thing that you have related to the lady in yellow, or the, the yellow... Sid said. Mm-hmm. Then it stands to reason that that's the item that we're looking for. Well, wonderful. Can can we borrow it? Can you borrow it? Yeah. Oh. Like rent it or something? Absolutely not. Oh. However, I would be interested in parting with it. If you all would be interested in playing a game. Hmm. What kind of game? I'm pretty good at dragon chess. Oh, dragon chess. Yes, of course. Um, no, something a bit more interesting. Make me all perception checks. Seven. Seventeen? Sixteen. Okay. Then Yamhorn looks, you know, sit, s- very, very uh, enamored with a uh, Varkum uh, uh, Slate Brook, just like looking at him, chowing his salad, looking yeah. up, and he's like, "Yeah, I like games." Uh, <laughs> in sort of like an indignant fashion, they're like, "God, games, dinners, like, what is with these people that we meet? Like, why are they always? Why is there always like some sort of catch in these things?" And like, you know, Ren and Dura kind of like. Yeah, shake their heads and look around, and you've noticed that almost in a very, very unique movie sort of uh, fashion, uh, the the lights have dimmed in and around uh, the table on the outside edges. Uh, from what you can tell, there's nobody else now sitting at the table, and uh, it's just you four. Uh, and the light, if it were sort of like a spooky spotlight, uh, you know, um, it's now sort of just like on your end of the table and everything else is just sort of like outside of the, outside of the, the field and everything looks pristine, like nothing and no one else was ever in there. And, uh, as you look down Yamhorn, you go to like take a bite and it's like in mid motion, it's like you're looking over at, uh, at your old pal Varkum and in mid motion, like you, when you open your mouth to turn back, you notice you're not holding anything and, uh, the table is completely cleared in front of you. Oh. Yeah, that was, was a good salad. It's really hoping to just stuff the rest of that pork belly in my mouth. I definitely, uh, I never said it, but I was going to that Duroc ate all of his food before he ever. Yeah, said you a seem word. like a guy that was like, <laughs> <laughs> just Garfield's the plate. Oh, oh yeah, pretty much. Okay, that was a good appetizer. Now yeah. where's the main? Course? Waiting on the third course. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the weird stuff is starting to happen, guys. 
And uh, as, as Ren, as you say that, uh, as you look uh, to your right and say that to your friends, when you look back, there's no more Slatebrook. Oh, this is you guys exactly are sitting like alone, this. empty, and now knowing that it's the winter solstice. Hey, guys, we're doing a Halloween episode right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Welcome. Okay, I'm so guests. glad you're aware of release dates and oh, stuff like that. Welcome to Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, uh, Yamhorn, as soon as his salad disappears, he stands up with a start and like the back of his knees kick back his chair. Okay. And he's going to slam on the table and say, where's my salad? <laughs> is it and is it, it reminds just, me of almost the very first episode where I think Durok gave you some lip and you slammed your hand and you're like, you will not talk to me that way. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my salad? <laughs> and is it just us in here now? Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody. Okay, so like Nothing immediately more. when Durak becomes aware of the change in circumstance, chair is backed, sword in hand. He's like, What sort of sorcery is this? And you hear your voice echo off the tall ceilings and off the walls in this 100 by 50 foot room. <laughs> and then I look. Almost the size of a basketball court. I look over at Durak and I say, did he take your salad too? And then I look around. Salads are for girls, y'all more. <laughs> and then I look around and I realize, okay, what's going on, guys? Yeah, I want to do an insight check to see if the people I have been talking to tonight were actually there. Sure. Okay, cool. 19. You believe you had interactions with the people that you uh, spoke with tonight. Okay. Varkum said he wanted us to play a game. What kind of game was he thinking? And I call out. And from behind you in the doorway, you hear, Oh, hello, masters. So wonderful to see Charles. you. Oh, thank God, Follow me to the gaming area. Wait a minute, Charles. I'm not moving out of here until we get some answers. Oh, yes, but please follow me as you do so. I'm more than happy to do a walk and talk. <laughs> Go on, Durok. And I kind of like grab you by the side. And Fine. Pull you. I don't put the sword away, though. This will be okay. I want you all to know. Sword's out. Ulagon will protect us. Through me. Love <laughs> 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 uh, it. Through each of us. Yeah. <laughs> Yamhorn is feeling pretty uneasy right now. He's okay. gonna take out his hammer. And, this is, and I I call out to Slatebrook and I say, "It's Charles." No, I I know, but oh sorry. If if Slatebrook can hear me, because he was just there. That's a good point. I'm gonna call out to him and say, "No, no offense, sir, but I I'm kind of scared right now, so don't take this hammer." draw as uh as an insult but i i gotta look out for me and my friends here so here's my hammer so okay and then you just gotta hear <laughs> you, you hear that, guys? that's why my echoing throughout the house as charles is taking you out uh, out the, the small little quarter that you came in and you hang a right and you start to go back uh, towards the double doors in which you first initially came in 
and uh, uh, or, or when you first uh, met Slate Brook, where he was out there shooting bows and arrows and that sort of thing. Mm. And they take you, uh, Charles opens the doors for you and says, please, go outside. That's where the game starts. And the game has begun. Charles, <laughs> do, do you have any tips? Any codes? Cheats? Finish. How? Charles, <laughs> what is this game? What is your master getting at? And it almost as if you were like on one of those flat escalators at the airport. Oh. You realize that you're outside and the door shuts. That's crazy. Is he with us? Like right behind us? you. Does the backyard look the same as it did the last time we were there? <gasps> door shutting. Guys, <laughs> I think it's locked too. Is he with us or is it like we turn around and he's like waving to us? I think he got like, smaller as we... As <laughs> yeah, we it's like, up. yeah, it's one yeah. of those, it's the classic shot where like you guys were going forward, he gets smaller and all of a sudden it's like the door is shut and you're into the backyard. Now, what was your question? Does the backyard look the same as the last the time? The backyard looks somewhat similar to the last time. You know, there's hedges, there's things. There's a little bit of a, uh, uh, of a, of a, of a breeze uh, uh, going and there's a mist and you hear a rustling of bushes. And when you turn behind you, the hedges have now encompassed you and you seem as though you are at the beginning of some sort of maze. And straight ahead. Are there any owls? I don't know. Let's see if I got an owl sound effect. <laughs> it's all dependent. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> Let's see here. Do they have... Or David Bowie. I'd, I'd settle for David Bowie. There's uh, a star man waiting in the sky. <laughs> nope. No owls. Yeah. <clears throat> but he's a blue jay. However... As the wind sort of rustles and it becomes a little bit, uh, a little bit, you know, foggy. Cool. Did you guys hear that? You hear a growl that sort of seems to be all around you and nowhere at the same time. I think Lord Varka may have picked the wrong game. Um, is this fog uh, hindering our ability to see stuff around us? No, it just makes it look cool and Halloween-y as crap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I good. I won't use the spell. Then. So, uh, uh, once again, you uh, you see a pathway straight in front of you. And if you all roll me a perception check. 18. Mm. 14. 6. Okay, then Yamhorn, you see a figure sort of 30 feet ahead of you. For the light and everything that uh, you guys are in, you shouldn't be able to make out, but you remember that there was a, another man sitting right directly across from Rin next to the taller caterpillar eyebrowed man. Mm. You didn't get his name. But you do remember him as a six-foot-tall man with an impossibly well-manicured beard. He wore a dark brown, almost black suit. 
his collared shirt, top button undone in a very elite man's way of trying to look cool and casual. And for a brief second, you see him 30 feet straight ahead of you. And he just sort of smiles and the moonlight catches his teeth and they are just a little bit more menacing than you think than a human should have. And then he darts to his right and is gone. I say, hold up, sir. And I chase after him. Okay, so you start running down the, uh, you start running down the, uh, um, uh, the, the, the straight corridor. Yeah, and, and you said he darted to my right. So his right. His right, my his left. His right, your left. Okay. I say, guys, I just saw someone. Maybe you can help us out. And I and I just run for him. Y- Yomhorn, you should you should wait. Are you taking off after him or yeah, are you just I'm letting him try run and away? Keep up. Yeah, I would follow him. <laughs> Yomhorn, so down. We don't want to get separated in here. Yeah. Maybe he knows the way. Okay, so you guys are going up, and then um, the second that you get to where the guy was, you notice that uh, uh, that you can either go straight or you can go left. Uh, it doesn't matter matter to me what you do. Just at that intersection, I stop to kind of catch my breath and wait for the guys to catch up. And s- did you guys did you guys see him? See who? There were there was. The, the guy from the table, he was standing next to that tall dude you were talking to with the green tie. Oh, Frank? Yeah. Uh, he was he was sitting next to him across from us on the, at the table. Wait, he's here? He was right where I'm standing. He was here. He ran that way. I don't... I Why don't wasn't he him. in the dining room when we came here? Well, he was when we sat down and started eating. I There were so many people there. I didn't... He could have been there. I don't know. Which way did he go then? Uh... He went down this way, and I look to our left. What would have been our left? To see what if is I, your left? Yeah, so I, to see if I so, see a trace of him. So you see that it goes. You see that it goes about uh, uh, twenty feet, and then it's solid on the in front and on the right. And you assume that you could go left. He, he went down this way, guys. I'm I'm sure of it. Oh. Guys, stay close. What did he look like? Uh, he was pretty, pretty handsome. Kind of, he, you know, like a young Scott Bayo with an unbuttoned, almost like a Hasselhoff shirt. Sure, like that. I don't know what that means. Oh come on! I think I saw the guy you're talking about, Yumhorn. Which way did he go? He went down here. Then what are we waiting for? I, I don't know. Um, we should do something to not get lost in this maze. You guys hear that? I, I did. What do, you, what do you propose, Ren? Here's something I learned as a kid. Always go to your left in a maze. You'll find your way out every time. Always left, always left. Always that, that seems reasonable. That doesn't make any sense. What if you get a dead end? And you keep you on keep going, going left. You keep going left. Like, keep your hand on the left side of the wall and just trace it. It's a little different than what you first described. Well. That makes sense. You, you're you also like 10 ales down, so. Now, with a natural 20 that was just rolled, who, what order are you guys standing in? 
Well, I guess I would be up front since I ran there first and these guys came up, but I don't know. I think I would probably be next to him and Durak would be kind of... Yeah, I usually take up the rear behind next to me. Okay. Well, Durak, with a natural 20, you feel a claw rip into your lower leg and you feel a whooshing go by uh, like as almost as if something ran by and clawed you and kept going and you take four points of uh, of of claw scratching damage to your back uh, to your back uh, uh, your calf what, what, what was it, Durok? Oh, something in the darkness. It just kept going. I start to look around. There's something here. And I grab my hammer with both hands. Like, I kind of squat down like I'm getting ready. Ren, stay close. I, I don my shield now as well. Okay. Um, do I remember this person? What person? Would I be familiar to the person that uh, Yamhorn saw? Yeah, he was sitting right across from you. Okay. Uh, I want to cast Locate Creature. Okay. And see if I can sense the direction he's in. Okay. Uh, it works within a thousand feet. Great. Okay. I can sense uh, the direction that he's moving also. Okay, great. So what you do is you, you cast that spell, and uh, how do you imagine it happening? Um. I think I would kind of uh, think uh, deeply, um, close my eyes, open them, and try to just envision the direction uh, of, of the person's movement. Okay, then you would uh, uh, think that this creature, as it was running down the main path that you guys just went down, and as I said, it uh, slashed a rock and kept moving, that it probably went up. Uh, you know, went straight instead of taking the left that you guys did. And uh, and then it turned right and has turned right again and is about to turn right again. Okay, so he's straight ahead and right and right. Is that right? That, that, he, that means he's coming back. So he might be coming back around. But he's coming back for another attack. To our other side. Look there. Four rights make a left. You're the guy from the party attacked me? Well, he's the only one I saw. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think okay. that's him. Well, here it comes. Whatever. Get ready. And uh, another natural 20. So while you guys are gabbing like a couple of gals on a mom walk, uh, you know, uh, Durok, you've turned around. So now you're in the front. You've got your shield out, but natural 20. So Durok, what you see... Uh, running towards you uh, is what you would know as a werewolf. And what is running right at you and slashes you again. Uh, but this time it kind of like stutter stops and like slashes you like as it's sliding back and then takes back the, the original way. Uh, and where did those stupid dice go? I just had... Where are the 
you need more. I just had, I, no, I've got three things of dice up here. I should. Okay, so you get nine slashing damage now, Durok. Holy crap. 2d4 plus two. Did they go under? Oh, they went under the book. That's why. And now he's going back down the corridor after slashing you. Uh, I will say that you all saw uh, this. You all okay. saw it this time because you had all turned around. And uh, you all uh, see the werewolf. And uh, he's now going back down the long corridor that you guys started from. Uh, Ren, can you track him still? Yeah, I have it for an hour. Okay. Great. So, Ren, you're tracking him back down. However, Ren, you kind of now notice um, with with uh, the way that this uh, maze uh, has been set up uh, that there was a turn that you guys missed almost near the beginning and that uh, if you were to have gone left instead of chit-chatting the whole time, uh, Yamhorn's theory of then taking another left, then taking another left actually would have planned out for you guys. Here, and then there's uh, goes down, and then here, and then here, and then right there. And so there was an entrance right there. Then what he was doing, that in, and then he went around like that, and then came back up and hit you guys right there. So let's see here if I can quickly do the. Uh, Oh God! I hate lycanthrops. Yeah, so Ren, were you gonna is, say uh, something? This is this is uh, the area that Ren is scanning at this point, and uh, he is going back this way. And so Ren, you sort of feel that he's gonna come up. You guys are all right here. Okay. He's coming back towards us. Uh, okay. Up this path. I I want to ready hold person. F- uh, for whenever he interacts again, comes by again. Okay. Uh, so you're just going to stand there in the corridor? Yep. Okay. Um, I'll pull out my shield and... All right. You hear him uh, You hear him chugging. You can hear... Chug, 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 chug. And uh, Yamhorn, you're in the back. Okay. Right? Because when you guys had turned around, so you're back, you're this person? Yeah, now? yeah, I'm the first one. Okay. In. Oh, uh, he's, uh, he rolled a seven, so he, uh, yeah, he's not going to do anything. Are you guys going to all try to, uh, engage him here now and that sort of stuff? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna cast that will. Whole person? All right. It's a, it's a wisdom save. He's got to be to 15. Mm. He does not with an 11. All right. He's staying put, guys. Okay. Let's see if we can get some answers or kill him. So you guys have uh, you guys have stopped him dead in his tracks right right here on the uh, on the, uh, the the corner uh, as he was gonna try to attack you know surprise attack Yamhorn thinking he uh, he had uh, you know had you guys and Yamhorn you cast cold hold person where you stick out your hand and give give me a little flavor yeah um, so I I close my eyes mm-hmm. and kind of wait for the sound. Mm-hmm. And as the sound is getting closer and closer, my hand gets warmer and warmer and warmer and warmer. And then as I feel like he's right up on us, I open my eyes and I just put out my hand. And it's, it's almost like a, 
like an invisible concussive concussive wave. Okay. Um, like if you were bird's eye view, you could see it kind of wave out. Mm-hmm. But uh, anybody with me or behind me won't see it. Okay. It's just completely transparent. All right. So you stick out your hand. It's tingling. You, uh, you cast out your little concussive wave and like he like goes up to like, you know, attack you and doesn't happen and you got him and now held, uh, and how does it work? Like, is he frozen like in the position that he was hit in or does he just, he, uh, the, the creature can't move or, um, Um, target must succeed on wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration at the end of each of its turns the target can make another wisdom so paralyzed okay so So he is paralyzed snarling you know mouth wide open and with a with his right claw up in the air and you see a very um you know the the person was about you know six six two or so and this looks like, you know, uh, not like a big uh, werewolf in and of the sense of, uh, of like, you know, like something in Harry Potter where they turn more wolf-like. This looks definitely more classic uh, Lon Chaney Wolfman uh, type of thing. And had Ren spoken to him at the party, you would have known that his name was Leonard Talbot. And with a werewolf in hold person that's where we leave it for this week ladies Mm. and gentlemen Mm. thank you all so much for listening hey happy halloween we're going to continue with this adventure because i assumed it would take longer but i just wanted to announce it to know that i have been setting this up because i knew it was coming up so ooh, spooky spooky and uh we'll see you next time here on kdac amateurs i've been your host and dm for season two bentley michaels to my right i have caleb is yamhorn durrell rhett is durak dragon's bane milo's run grab your swords and keep on adventuring Follow us across all platforms with Chaotic Amateurs. Please subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice to help us climb the charts and find new adventurers. Or become a patron on Patreon to help our heroes continue their quest. Thank you for listening to Chaotic Amateurs. Chaotic Amateurs.